Let us pray. Dear Lord, we pray that each one of us, including me, will listen to you during this sermon. Amen. These three days, travelling home after the week we've had, have been a great relief. It's given me, Abraham, time to think. It's just me and the lads, no one else. They're not saying much. Isaac's especially quiet. It will be good to taste Sarah's cooking again. Mind you, I'm a bit worried what she'll say and I've got a large amount of explaining to do. We left home very early in the morning last week before she'd woken up and could try to stop us. I remember me and my old dad when I was just a young lad like Isaac. Dad left the busy, disease-ridden city of Ur and hit the open road as a traveller. How we all loved the fresh air, the blue sky above, and freedom from petty lawmakers and annoying neighbours. Dad loved his new role as a sheikh, the head of a travelling family. His word was the law. Was, his word was the law. He ruled with a rod of iron. He was literally judge, jury, and executioner. We've been on the road for years now. It's not all blue skies and freedom to go where you like. You have to be tough for our way of life. It's hard work and it's not always easy finding fresh water for all the people and animals. Travelling with children and animals is a pain too. It takes months and months to get anywhere. Then we always have to be on the lookout for bandits wild animals or scorpions, their stings excruciating. At least people living in cities have walls and city gates to protect them. When we lived in a city, people worshipped a moon god, but the Lord God called me and my own family to follow him. And I became a travelling sheikh like my dad, to start with, the Lord God was a complete mystery to me. But slowly, over the years, he helped me to know him better as God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, the living one, the eternal God, God Almighty, my shield and protector. Only a few days ago, everything seemed fine. Ishmael, my son with Hagar, had recently got married. Isaac, my only child with my wife Sarah, was growing up into a good lad. We'd even made friends with our neighbours. The sheep and cattle were doing well. We'd been living in the same area for a while. I'd even planted a tamarisk tree there in God's honour. Then God called my name. Abraham! Here I am, I replied. 
not suspecting anything. But God gave me a dreadful shock. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. This was a huge test for me, a huge test. Isaac is everything to me. He is my whole life and my hope for the future. I knew it would break Sarah's heart. <laughs> but I set about organising the trip, keeping well out of Sarah's way. Early in the morning, we set out. Isaac, two of the young men, me and the donkey, taking a large pile of wood with us. Three days of travelling was hard for an old man like me. We all had sore feet, aches and pains. We managed to avoid being attacked by robbers, lions or bears and no one stepped on a snake. On the third day, Isaac and I went on ahead of the donkey and the young men. I said to them, Stay here while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we'll come back to you. I did hope that even if I did sacrifice Isaac, God would somehow bring him back to me. The men must have been suspicious, but they didn't say anything. Isaac carried the large pile of wood and I took some hot coals and a sharp knife. Isaac was definitely suspicious. He said, Father, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? I told him that God would provide the lamb. Unfortunately, we didn't find any stray lambs on the way up the mountain. I spent ages collecting stones for the altar, then carefully arranged the wood on top of it. Still no lamb appeared. My heart really, really sank. By now, Isaac had realised what was going on. He didn't struggle when I started tying him up, then laid him on top of the wood. Neither of us could believe the situation. It was like a nightmare. I took one last look around the whole mountaintop, but there were still no lambs to be seen. When I picked up the knife, I heard a sound, the voice of the angel of the Lord. Abraham, Abraham, do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. What a relief. I wanted to cry, to shout, to laugh. I quickly cut Isaac's bonds and lifted him off the altar. <laughs> Sorry. We clung to each other for a long time, crying and hugging. Once Isaac and I had recovered slightly and wiped the tears from our eyes, I looked up. 
Where I could see no creatures anywhere on the mountain before, now I saw a ram trapped in the bushes. I managed to untangle him from the branches and thorns, and he became the burnt offering instead of Isaac. I was so relieved, I've named that place the Lord will provide. Now, on the long walk home, I've gone over that incident in my mind over and over again. God was pleased because he said that I fear him. I put him first in my life. I honour and obey him. He definitely didn't want me to actually hurt Isaac. I am wondering what he does want from me and my family in daily life. When I'm living at home with my closest family, what will honouring and obeying God mean? How will I honour and obey God when I'm supervising my workers or caring for my animals? How will I put God first in my trading and business? After Isaac and I had recovered a bit more from our testing trauma, before we went back down the mountain, the angel of the Lord called me a second time. He reinforced his covenant with me. I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of their cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. I'm old now, not long from this earth. But it's amazing to have this preview of the future generations which will come to be through Isaac, through my very own family, the living, almighty Lord God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, is planning to bless all nations on earth. As he has with me, so the Lord will offer them the possibility to know him as their friend, to listen to him and talk to him through prayer, to be watched over and guided by him, and to experience his kindness as Sarah and I have experienced his kindness. What a day, what a day, I'll never ever forget it. Now I see the Lord's purposes a bit more clearly. It's like the tamarisk tree I planted at home. In the ground, the seed died, but then it sprouted into new life, blessing everyone with its beautiful flowers and shade on hot days. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain and yields a harvest.
Whoever is prepared to lose their life for the sake of the Lord will find it. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. As the Lord said to me, Because you have not withheld your son, I will bless you. Amen. <laughs>